0: Hi, everybody. Today I'm joined by Porter McKnight, who is the bassist and Scream Sometimes from metal band Atreyu. And yes, they do take their name from the legendary book and movie The NeverEnding Story. Their albums got me through university and I'm thrilled and a little bit excitable because we have a lot to talk about, namely this ridiculously amazing album, Baptise, which has just been released and hopefully and uh, maybe some esoteric things. So thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thanks for having me and thanks for the kind words. Yeah, I do yell things and play bass. Yeah. And and yeah, we did release an album. So yeah, you thanks. Did.
0: You've been doing some <laughs> How'd stuff. How do you like it? Yeah. And look, I have never found in all my years of enjoying Atreyu why you actually picked Atreyu. I mean, you could have gone with Foul call it could have gone with our but that could uh, be very interesting
1: that was it's that was before my time i joined in 2004 but i do know the story Clearly. um it was an era of the bands that the dudes listened to were all just like cool sci-fi names so one of their best friends who was deeply engrossed in in that world was like spitting out ideas spitting out ideas and a tray you just stuck um the dudes have joked like that it's the worst name possible ever (laughs) Uh, from time to time because no one knows how to say it how are you like it's just no well yeah but I mean it's uh it's 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 moderately joking I think we're all we're all quite satisfied with our band and our career
0: (laughs) yeah I mean look I I thought maybe it might have been when because Trey, is like, you know, in the swamps of sadness when he loses Artax and he does such a brutal emotional performance. <laughs> I thought maybe it could be that. I mean, the, you know, there could be other
1: layers. They're there good. could be other layers there. I'm just not the guy for that question simply because I didn't even see the movie till 2012. Oh, dear. Or And I've never read the book, which is actually a shame. I do need to read the book. Yeah, I have one cool. waiting. Uh, I need cool. to read it.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, let's get the fangirling out of the way, because apparently that still happens at 39 years of age. So this new album is amazing. Like, it's very rare for me to put on an album and like every single track. Like, that's pretty rare, I think, for a lot of people. And I listened to this whole album when I was cleaning the house, as you do. And um, yeah, it is brilliant. And, thank you You know, I just I wanted to know what the connotations with the the name Baptise were for this album.
1: It's a lot of things wrapped into one. Uh, <laughs> the last record that we did called In Our Wake was more dealing with the idea of, you know, speaking of mental health in a way, like you have a choice every day to be a good, positive, uplifting human being, or you can be a shithead. Yeah. And how that <laughs> that choice that you make every moment of every day echoes throughout your. You know your relationships, your friends, your family, your community, your state, your nation, and then out in the world. Like we don't know how that echoes out, you know. But I guarantee it's a it's it's a lot better world if we're all not shitheads. Um, yeah,
0: we'll <laughs> but try. so that so do.
1: my my point my point of bringing that up is it's that was that w- was a very external record and how we exist in this world. And baptize is the opposite. It is more of like the the classic um, since this is like a, a roughly a mental health podcast, the classic, like, how can you love anyone else? If you can't even love yourself type thing, you know, yeah. like you have to have that foundation. You have to be okay with yourself. Like save us is about like, no one's going to fucking save you save us. Like you gotta, you, you gotta fucking carry the fire. You gotta, you gotta lift that torch. You gotta find it inside. Cause it is inside. Everyone has it. Everyone has that ability. And we're constantly consumed by these, not in the positive way of inner awake but the negative external sources of i don't know social media um what your parents tell you how the world exists what your school did what your church did if that's your world not that there's anything wrong with religion but you're saying like the outside external influences of your youth and kind of shedding all of that and figuring out who the fuck you are yeah so that's what that's uh the majority of that record this record has turned out to be that sort of feeling and that sort of vibe and that sort of uh that's where we wanted to have our mission statement for it
0: so let's talk about twitch you guys have been using that since the release of this album and i know that you and your wife already have platforms so do you want to explain a little bit how that's been utilized during this release
1: we just started doing it with the band and it's really fucking cool and like the community that i've built the community that i've built in the last seven months i started in december my wife and i is just like It's been an honestly a fucking fantastic journey and the humans that I've met and connected to some of them are new people that I've never met that are fans of the band. Some of them are not fans of the band. Some are people I've met on tour Mm -hmm. previously and like really liked in the moment, but we just, you know, you don't always get to have long conversations with people. Um, Now, like I've got to know them a lot better and it's just this wonderful uplifting and positive supporting environment. That's made me a better human and helped me conquer many anxieties, just even being in front of a camera, being in those spaces and, and, and opening myself up as an artist. It's made me a better artist for that. Like I've designed this shirt. Actually, when I'm wearing, we designed together. Um, and I'm usually was such so, someone that was so closed with all of my design. I was the guy in the corner that like hid from everyone and didn't show you till I was done. But it was really interesting for me to like open up. And in that process, I learned a lot about, myself and my styles and they help me see new things. It's like kind of like writing a song with the band versus writing a song alone in my room. It's, it's you, there's different personalities and, and they show you different things and, and inspire you to go different ways. And like, um, like I, I do um, in like 2018, when I was living in Germany, I kind of wanted to like, I put like, like I said earlier, I think I, I meditate on things. I kind of put it out that I wanted to like, do a form of art that's not client-based because all of my like design work, all of my creativity for the band is all for the band. My design work is for a client. My photography is like taking photos of architecture that someone else created or like it's uh, it's not fully me, you know, and I was, I wanted something like that. So I remember being on a conference call at like 4 a.m. when the rest of the guys are, you know, it's normal nighttime for them, kind of like what we're doing here. Um, and I was just doodling and I snapped out of it. I was like, "Oh, that looks cool." And so the next morning, I'm like, "I'm going to try that again." And I connected to something I did as a kid, where I would just close my eyes and draw, and make something out of it. And so I started doing that and started doing that. So I, over a couple of years, you know, I did it for a while as much as I had free time for, and I enjoyed it. But I was always too like, I didn't think it was good enough. I didn't think it was there yet. It still isn't there yet. But uh, I, I know it's the right path and I know it's an exciting thing for me to do. And there's a great purpose in it for my own journey, not for like humanity or anything. Um, but so I'd like, you know, I'd showed my wife, I'd showed Brandon and our band, I'd showed a couple people and they were all like, this is awesome, but I was still too scared. So eventually on Twitch, I was just like, fuck it. So I do this thing on every Wednesday called Art Wednesday. Uh, yeah. And So I started drawing on there and they all loved it. They were like, this is so fucking cool. And then on days where I would let them vote to what we're going to do, they would like vote to draw. And then they inspired, they're like, these drawings would look amazing in a coloring book. Like, what? They're like, yeah, is is it like a coloring book? This would be so fucking cool. I'm like, "What it? So we're building a coloring book that is, will also be like an art book where the left side is the initial closed eyes doodle. And then the right side is my finished piece. So they can draw on, on their own versions or color in mine, or just leave it as an art book. Um, and so like, I would have never thought to do that. I never would have gone there and they've made me a better,
0: yeah. better person.
1: So it's like, and it gives me this dedicated time a couple of days a week. Like I said, I'm very busy with design and very busy with the band and it gives me a couple of days a week to like, okay, I'm just going to play some fucking video games yeah. and all the games I play are usually involving people in the community as well. Like we play, jackbox we play world of warcraft all together like it's fun to just do that as a community and then like i have this block of time every week that i can just do art that's more for me or more for fun i can do um you know we play dungeons and dragons on saturdays which i started doing just this year with some friends in scotland and then we brought it uh, we started a group on stream and it's really fun. It's like,
0: yeah. I don't
1: know why I didn't do it my whole life. It's like the best book you've ever read mixed with the best video game you've ever yes. played. So it's just uh, this wonderful experience at Twitches, and I'm excited just to wrap up. Sorry to interrupt hey. you. Uh, like to like, we're starting with the band. We started it all on June 4th and we released Baptize yeah. and we're, you know, we're doing group stuff every couple of weeks and then we're doing um, solo stuff. You know, we'll just rotate through the five of us. And I had my first one
0: yes this week.
1: Yeah, Tuesday, where it was me playing and yelling. And that's another fear that I've had to conquer. Like I've never wanted to show that side of me because I I'm not good enough. I'm gonna mess up. And it was really fucking fun. And it I did all of those things. I did mess up, but it was really fun, it was really enjoyable. And so I look. it's just it's such a, um, a wonderful platform that has helped me be better at all the things that I love and connect to those things more whereas like not to down talk any other version of social media but I just don't connect with it like yeah. Twitter I'm never gonna ever post on I go on there sometimes for like fucking football or little soccer um information It's making clear it wasn't American football yes we yes. Aussie football <laughs> yes. um and uh like Instagram I uh, I got I have such great anxiety just to fucking write a caption for a photo of mine. Really? It's just something I can't, I don't, I don't, I don't like it. And I've never liked any form of social media until Twitch, if it is a social media.
0: Yeah. Um, I wonder if other so. bands will use that platform. Cause I haven't really seen like how you guys have kind of launched.
1: There's tons of bands on there
0: yeah, or at I least, know. at
1: least members of bands.
0: Yeah. I, uh, say, I don't know whether they've done it. Silverstein,
1: whole... Silverstein are a band that does it as a whole. I know of, um, I think Twitch are trying to get more full bands to like do it. Like the
0: whole, yeah.
1: Yeah, and that's they. They're they've been very supportive of us getting started. You know, like they put us on the front page for our first album stream, and yeah. there were like fourteen thousand people watching us, which is just fucking that's silly. Uh, so you know, it's a it's a really exciting thing, and like they, we're we're partnering with Twitch too. Like they're avidly awesome. like we want you to do it. We're going to help. Uh, promote you and and get you started they're offering to help us build all the stream uh, the overlays and things for it and it's a really cool place
0: twitch is really fun to explore as well like i love computer games too surprise surprise yeah um and i first kind of got into twitch because so i love silicon valley the tv show and i the the main actor thomas middle i need to watch that final
1: i need to watch the final season yes you do
0: um that thomas middleditch who plays richard hendricks the main character he was he has a twitch platform it was just him playing computer games but because i think he's wildly hilarious I was at work i would just like put it on in the background and just like listen to him and chuckle away but you can interact with people on there and yeah it's just fascinating there's a whole it's a it's
1: extremely positive world
0: yeah definitely there's a lot of big collaborations on this album as well. So did you want to talk a little bit about how they came to be? I mean, they're all
1: they're all more or less just friends. Um, Travis Barker works a lot with John Feldman, our producer. And so when that part in that song, like we knew we wanted kind of a drum thing, Brandon, I, and, and like... In Our Wake and Baptized was both recorded on Travis Barker's drums. Most everyone who records with John Feldman, you record on Travis's drums because they're sitting in his drum room just set up all the time. Uh, So we were like, or Brandon, I believe, was like, let's get Travis on this part. And so Feldman's like, cool, I'll try. And so we got him in. Um, Matt Hafey from Trivium is an old long-term friend of ours. He is a wonderful human being a really, really good dude that we, uh, I got to know him very well on, we all did on the family values tour in 2007, mm-hmm. um, on the corn family values tour. They, we had a lot of good times together. And we've been, we've been good friends ever since. So that was, uh, you know, we wanted to get him on that track just cause we, we felt like he could add another layer to it. But what he did was he, he gave his entire fucking heart and soul to that, that track. And he is not like, He's not the vocalist where you just come in for like a verse or a small part in the bridge. Like he's all over that song. And it, he, it was really fucking cool. And he laughs about it too. Cause Brandon had already done the vocals for that song. And so we sent it over to him. He's like, do what you want to do. And he's just like, well, fuck like Brandon's sorry. Can I cuss? I don't know if I oh, have. Yeah, you. I
0: go wild. Yes. Um, yes.
1: <laughs> so uh, um but no, uh, so he, he just, he really like, he heard Brandon's parts. So I was like, what the fuck am I going to do? But then he just, I don't know what he did, but he channeled a different part of him than I've ever heard before. And it was really cool to hear that. It means he cares about the project and gave a shit, which is all you could ever want for someone that was collaborating with you. And then with Jacoby, to be perfectly honest, I didn't like that song before he sang on it. Like I, that was my least favorite song. I probably would have voted for it not to be on the album. We would have had a 14 song album if my vote would have gone through. I just didn't like it. It yeah. didn't, what didn't feel there. It didn't feel like it had that edge. Like it was missing something. And then when we heard what he did, I'm like, that's what it was missing. Like, of course this song is fucking. And it's, and I love the song now. Like yeah. he did such a good, uh, a, a good job with that. And Jacoby, you know, not to mention the fact that he's a fucking legend of uh, heavy music. Um, he's just a good human being. He's just a, the person that when he walks into a room, it lights up and he remembers your name. Like I met him once, I think, uh, on like a festival thing. We rode in the van back from the festivals, back to the, the hotels. And like when we played Shiprock with him in 2019, he came up to me or when I came up to him, I don't remember how it happened. doesn't matter. He was like, what's up Porter? How you doing? Like he knew my fucking name. He knew who I was. He remembered me. And it was probably like six hairstyles ago that he met, he met me. So like, I just, that shows a lot for his character and it shows a lot that he genuinely gives a shit about every human being he comes in contact with, which is a lot of human beings and he cares about what he does. And yeah. So he brought that feeling and energy to the track and he has that hype, just excitedness all the time, at least when you meet him, you know. Yeah. <laughs> not I mean? I'm sure everyone has their moments, but he's just such a good human being.
0: And so, what are your favorite tracks in off the album? Since you've already said what your least favorite was before that happened, but-
1: not to get out of the answer, and I will answer it, but that's <laughs> it's hard, and it's yeah. and it's a shifting thing because it's it's mood based.
0: Play if I want to go too. to the gym,
1: I'm going to listen to Fucked Up and Weed and Catastrophe and uh, Underrated. Um, which I don't go to the gym. So that never happens, but you get my point. Uh, I, I, I like to work from home. Um, but if I wanted to like, you know, stare out the window on a rainy day while driving, I would put on like no matter what or stay like, there's just, everything is, is all boxes are ticked on this yeah. album, which is always our goal is we yeah. always want to take you on uh, an emotional and sometimes physical journey. But I feel like we really nailed it with this one. And there's just, there's something for every mood and something for everyone. Yeah, that's so true. You listen. And
0: yeah, like I, I love No Matter What, Dead Weight and Broken, they're probably the ones that I'm like listening to the most. Dead Weight's fucking
1: that massive. That get, gets me pretty that song is incredible.
0: choked up, depending on, like I'm an empath anyway, at the best of times. So yeah. I kind of feel into that song because... You know, it's like when anyone, if you're listening to someone and you get the goosebumps or you're really connecting with what they're they're singing, you know, it's quite an emotional song. So
1: I (laughs) think with Stay, speaking of like empath sort of thing, like that story um, is probably never a a story that we will never tell what we wrote it about, but it was something horribly traumatic that happened in one of Brandon's friends' lives. And it was such an emotional moment and such like a genuinely – fucking heartbreaking story that it's like when we stepped up to write a song to do justice to his friend was like it made us better as writers and artists because we had to rise to to do justice to the moment and to the to the to the the story of what happened and you can feel that in that song too like it's a fucking heavy song but it's beautiful and that was that was our that was our goal and dan gets his first part singing part ever in our band in the bridge so
0: You made an interesting point before about sort of talking about when you're collaborating and obviously being in the music industry you obviously come into contact with so many varying types of people how important and how hard is it to kind of you know like as you get older you kind of get more discerning with the people that you want in your circle who actually genuinely care about you who you know have your best interests at heart and you've just mentioned all these people that have come in and given their everything and collaborated with you but I think that's a pretty challenging thing as you get a little bit older. Like, do you have any tips? I give think you in any be- industry, in
1: any walk of life, yeah, there's always the, you know, I want to come through this from a positive aspect. I think the younger that you start weeding out people that don't actually give a shit about you and that you can start to discern those types of people, that are people are there just to leech from you, people that there are just to cloud you and, you know, be another hurdle that you have to cross every fucking day. Someone that's always negative. Someone that's always bringing you down. Like you don't have to be friends with them. (laughs) You don't have to, the sooner you realize that the better. So like the people that I have in my life now more than ever are like all people that I genuinely care about, you know, and I'm, and I didn't, I didn't fully realize this. Uh, I didn't fully realize I had this ability to be perfectly Frank um, until my dad passed away in 20, 15. Fuck, I should know that. It's 2014 or 2015. I think 2014, maybe 2015. Why am I remember that right now? It's early. I apologize to, you know, yeah. the spirit of my father and to you. Um, but uh, I remembered at his at his wake, we were, you know, we just got together down by the water here in, in Southern Alabama and just had people get together and celebrate his life. Um, I've had a lot of death in my life. And I, I've, the thing that I've learned is that you have to Everyone has their own morning process, but you have to celebrate the life that was not the lack of, you know what I mean? And celebrate what they taught you. And so what I heard when all these people were talking about him is that I didn't realize how much of a connector he was. All of these people, everyone who came up was like, he introduced me to my wife. He introduced me to my best friend, my business partner, and he brought people together. And as I thought about that, I'm like, fuck, I do that. Like I connect people all the time to other people I've made connect exactly like what I just said about my dad. And I'm like, fuck, that is a cool superpower. And I realized like one of my best friends, he's like constantly, I'm telling him what I've been up to. He's like, Oh, you still talk to them. You still talk to them. You still talk to them. There's so many people throughout so many walks of life that like, when I've made to get back to your point, I've made that connection. I haven't really let it go if they're a good human being. And I've been able to, to weed that out in, you know, a fairly early stage in my life. I think, I don't know why, I don't know if that was for what the reason is for that. I think maybe the nomadic nature of my existence and my, I guess, empathic ability to, to tell and get to the core of a human being swiftly, you know, yeah. I guess that's it. I don't yeah, know. It's a, but it's, uh, for anyone listening, like you said, there's younger males, like you don't have to be friends with any of these people. The only people that you have to keep in your life are family, obviously, because you can't really get away from that for the most part. And sometimes that's the hardest ones because sometimes they're the most toxic. Yeah. Yeah. So just keep them at an arm's length, like if you have to. But your happiness, and going back to what we said about baptized, like you have to be happy and in love with you. And you have to choose to love yourself and love this existence from your own viewpoint. And if you can't do that, everything else will break around you and your reality is shit around you. But your external reality is a byproduct of who you are on the inside. And who you're on the inside is, you know, it's the most the people you spend the most time with around you affect that, you know, more than than we'd like to say sometimes.
0: I often feel like whenever I'm sort of wobbling emotionally, I will get the universal project back to me or bring me people, circumstances, events that, are kind of in alignment with where i'm at whereas when i'm in a high vibrational state i'm like everything's going well but you know when you have a bad day like oh shit the traffic and then it just seems to snowball because you're already mentally kind of
1: yeah and i think i think speaking of snowballing the the most important thing there to learn is that like we're gonna have bad days you're gonna have shit moments you're gonna have very bad times in your life that's just Mm -hmm. the existence and nature of this reality but how do you respond to them how do you uh to use a a parallel of the snowball mentality uh, there's a there's a i guess it would be a metaphor that this lady named abraham hicks would use where like i
0: love abraham hicks yeah so you
1: like it's a lot easier to stop a car that's rolling down the hill at the top of this massive hill in san francisco for instance if you're like if you stop it as it starts rolling but if you try and get in front of it when it's nearly at the bottom of the hill you're going to get run over you know? And so same with a snowball. Like if you can be aware, like traffic, you brought up traffic. I lived in Los Angeles for 15 years. If I stayed mad at traffic every day, my life would be horrible. But over time you realize like, cool, there's no benefit in me getting mad at this. I'm just going to put on a podcast and enjoy myself and just take this time to learn or take this time to grow, take this time to listen to my favorite album, like whatever. Yeah, And You know, like we're faced with those sort of challenges on a daily basis and without them, you don't have that contrast of the rainy day to remember that it's really cool when it's sunny, you know, so you have to have those things. So like you can't try and, I mean, do your best to be happy all the time and and be, you know, towards that direction and have the best high vibrational state, like you said, but don't be mad at yourself when you falter too
0: yeah exactly i love that you brought up abraham hicks because she's been quite instrumental in kind of when i was kind of reshaping and reprogramming i guess some of my more toxic thought patterns
1: for and sure I think she's like the, oh sorry i'm interrupting go no ahead.
0: no no you go i just think something we should maybe bring up for people who aren't familiar with that she has a plethora of things on youtube but she has that expression of going general like you just said with mm-hmm. uh momentum so sometimes you can't go from there to there. You can't make the leap from I'm really depressed today to like, Oh my gosh, I'm so ecstatic. That's just too much of a jump. So she talks about going general, which is like, you know, just keeping it really neutral or focusing on something like a tree where you don't have such an emotional connection to like, you know, like this is okay. I know I've had better days. Like it won't go on forever. It'll last. And slowly you kind of get yourself out of that vibrational you know, I think, I don't know whether you've seen that emotional spectrum of like, you know, like. Oh yeah, of course. And like, yeah. I know
1: exactly I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, For anyone that doesn't know, Abraham Hicks is, um, it, well, this part sounds a little bit weird. She she is a channeler who channels yeah. this uh, collective consciousness called Abraham. So that part, whether you believe in it or not, the just message is still it. the same. So if yeah, you can't no. get over that part, then uh, uh, we'll just, well, just try to. Just um, skip forward. She, yeah. She's like, she's like, And I don't. I mean this in the in the best possible way because she's so important for so many people, and including myself. Like, she's like kindergarten for spirituality. Like, she's like she kindergarten. I would say like your freshman year one hundred and one university class. Let's say that because it's like it all starts there. And if you can understand that idea and the generals of the law of attractions and the way of this reality and this universe, then your life's going to be a lot better. Just that. Like, just if even if you only. Ever listen to her and don't go beyond that. That's fucking great. She is wonderful. Mm. She they have tons of talks that she does um, that I've downloaded off Pirate Bay many times. Uh, <laughs> that
0: uh, on Pirate Bay, yes.
1: Y- you know, information is out there, that's so right. just get it, that's and, right. and if it helps you, then you can support. Not, I mean, like you said, most of these people are younger. They know what that is. They probably have better ways that I don't know about to get this this information, but. Uh,
0: Um, it's
1: just it's just important and it's you know you can support the industry later as well as long as it's just it will help you get on a right path um but also don't use it as your crutch help it help it to turn turn the light switch on inside you and not use it to be whole you know i think a lot of people and you hear a lot especially when you listen to her talks there's a lot of people that go to her conferences and and you know, it's, she talks for like 40 minutes or something. And then she has people up and they ask questions. That's essentially how these things go. And you know, a lot of people are just like, tell me how to live, you know, like tell me how to exist. Yeah. How do I it's I not find love about always. that. Yeah.
0: It's like, yeah, it's like, yeah.
1: It's like, you got to find it inside. Like we started this conversation with, so, but yeah. she's great. She's fucking awesome.
0: Yeah. Check her out. How do you then find, like, cause that's what you've been talking about the album and it's kind of been a theme throughout what we're talking about. So how do you love yourself and how has that journey been for you? Because it's so different and so unique for everybody. So what are some of the tools or mechanisms that you've, you know, you've used throughout your Um,
1: meditation is the most important thing that I can do for myself on a daily basis. I literally just finished it before this. It's the most important tool I've ever learned in my existence. Um, I do it twice a day. I learned something called transcendental meditation about three years ago, but you don't have to use that. Um, You can just, the Headspace app is free and they give you the basics of it. It's genuinely the most important thing possible. And I know a lot of people say they can't meditate. So meditation, Headspace app, like even the basics of it, doesn't matter where you get it as long as you find a way to connect to that. Oh, that's where I was going. Okay. Um, And some people can't say they can't meditate because their thoughts are too much or too much is going on. Two points of advice for someone that's, that's that's dealing with that. One, don't get mad at your thoughts. There's a Headspace video that's perfect for this. I think it's either about clouds or traffic, but either way, imagine yourself sitting on the side of a busy, busy uh, freeway. If you're in Australia, I don't know a major freeway. If you're in LA, the, the 10 or the 101 or something, and you see like eight lanes of traffic and there's so many cars, you're not going to sit there and try to pick out the face of every single car and every driver. You know what I mean? you just kind of look at it, you acknowledge it and you, it moves on. You see the traffic, it moves and see the traffic, it moves. Same with the cloud. You're just, you're going to look at a cloud and it's going to watch it. And it's going to go by. And it's another one. It goes by. So just see it, acknowledge it and let it move on. Don't get mad at it. There's too many thoughts. Like I've been meditating since I was 16 years old and it's more than, yeah, more than half my life. That's pretty cool. Um, never thought of it that way. Anyways. Uh, and I still have that all the time. Like there's no, there's no right or wrong. There's no, like, like Abraham says, there's no degree that you get and you accomplish. and you're like, Oh, I've meditated for 10 years. I don't have to do that anymore. No, it's every day you still need to go there.
0: And I always Um, say to people too, like, you don't need to like, it's not like you have to sit there, close your eyes on a mountain. Like I lay mm -hmm. down. Sometimes I do walking meditations out. Exactly. That was my, that was
1: my point too. Is like some people can't do that and that they just genuinely, that doesn't speak to them. And that's great it could be playing guitar. It could be walking. It could be a walk in nature. Um, That's also something you said that like, that helps me kind of reset and recharge is, is just being in some sort of nature. I really love water. I really love climbing mountains. um, I love, you know, all almost all forms of nature. I'm really drawn to like mountainous type things with water and rivers and We live in Southern Alabama on like 150 acres of farmland and we're surrounded by massive oak trees. So this is a wonderful utopia for me. I can literally just walk the dog out and go around. As far as like meditation, being in nature when you feel like you're overwhelmed and you need to recharge and you feel empty. And then also like, and this is something I'm thankful that I've been able to do from a young age is like, we all have these moments and sparks of excitement in our life. These things that like we don't know why, but I'm really fucking excited for this. Follow that, because it you never know where it leads, and I guarantee if you follow that, it will lead you to something fucking awesome, and it will never be where you thought when the spark hit. Yeah, you know, like yeah. it, it, it's it could you know be a spark to go to to target and 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 buy some fucking. <laughs> cereal you know you're just like i really want to do this for some reason and then like that leads you down this road and you meet someone there yeah. and you walk by this yoga mat and you can't look away from it and you're like this is cool and then uh, i just met a yoga teacher maybe i should buy a yoga mat and try that and then 10 years like five years three years later you're a fucking yoga teacher and you're like the happiest person on earth so yeah, you have exactly. these you you have these like sparks constantly that you, that that are are lit up inside you that a lot of people are just oh i have to do this today so I can't follow it, yeah, you know, there's like that. that
0: intuitive hit. That's what I call that, like an intuitive download yeah. or something yeah. that and that kind of taps into my ethos of like following my joy or trying as much as I possibly can to be like, is this going to keep me kind of happy? You know, because I, I everyone oscillates and, you know, I've struggled with mental health, obviously, thus doing this. podcast. Yeah. So it's like, what's my next joy moment? And if I can't reach for that, I'm like, well, what's my next peaceful moment? So I kind of, sometimes it's too much of a reach, Um, but yeah, I think, I think they're really great tools for people to get into. And yeah, with meditation, like I've tried all different types as well, like breath work and chanting, and I've done all sorts of weird and wonderful things, but you'll find something that works for you. I really Mm -hmm. believe that you will. I want to get into some weird and wacky esoteric things because I got super excited before when we were talking a little bit about uh, astral projection and fun Mm -hmm. things. So for those of you, you know, who this might make you go, oh, that's a bit woo-woo, I just invite you to just stay open-minded and just, you know, it's something to explore.
1: That term woo-woo feels so vulgar to me.
0: Yeah, well, I hate but saying people it
1: too. Because it's always used as a slight.
0: As a negative, yeah. And so yeah. as someone who, so like I just mentioned before, it like kind of kind of slipped out of me, but I, I do channel and a lot of people. Like, I was a very sceptical person and then both my parents passed away and a whole heap of, let's call them paranormal, spiritual type of things started to happen to me.
1: Cool. Which kind not, of not the parent thing, but the spiritual yeah. thing. Sorry. It, it was, <laughs>
0: well, I thought it was interesting that they both passed before I kind of could freely kind of perhaps um, tap into that. And, yeah. you know, that's confronting and I'm really lucky. I've had some great teachers and mentors kind of around me who were you know who were like no that's not woo woo that's actually a beautiful gift and a connection and you're just mm-hmm. tapping into like universal frequencies and energy which is everywhere so I've had uh two outer body experiences before the first one um was just kind of cool I was just kind of hovering above my bedroom I was about maybe early 20s and I, I just kind of was like oh cool I can just kind of see my body the second one happened a lot later in my early 30s and terrified the absolute shit out of me like I woke up and I was like like in deep deep space and I was terrified like there was no cord and how they talk about the cord tethering you Mm -hmm. to yourself and like you know when you scream in a nightmare but it kind of comes out really muffled like a like a little tiny noise so that kind of happened. And then ever since then, a lot of interesting things happened. And then when we spoke, speaking of following those sparks, you happened to send me some files on astral projection, which were mm. absolutely amazing. And they were beautifully broken down into chapters, I guess, so like prospecting and Odyssey. And I wanted you to talk a little bit about how you stumbled across that, what your interaction and understanding of astral projection is. Cause I think it's a fascinating topic
1: yeah. Um, agreed. And that's, that's really, that's really wonderful. You've had those experiences and I'm happy that those, those tapes I sent help mm. um, just for someone that doesn't know what astral projection is. It's, yeah. it's in movies a lot. You might've seen it in like fucking X-Men or something. And they talk about astral projecting or like Sabrina, the teenage witch had, talks about it. It's essentially when you go into a meditative state and your soul, your energetic Esses. body leaves, leaves your essence, leaves your physical body. Everything's fine with your physical body. It's just like in nap mode and you project it outside of you. And that could be like you said, in your first experience where it's just in the room above you and you're like, Whoa, cool. And like time as we understand it, this reality is can either be slower or normal, or it's it's a variation of things because time is a construct. And so it's essentially when you leave your body and you can go elsewhere. Uh, some people can go into other dimensions. Some people can go down the street to their local grocer and see like their best friend getting in an argument with someone and, remote and then they like, them, yeah, them about yeah. it. You okay. He's like, yeah, I got in this fight. And you're like, I oh, know. I saw it. Uh, I haven't had that happen to me, but those, uh, those tapes I sent you are from someone named Robert Monroe. And he, he was, I could botch this back history, but you can look it up easily. He was a doctor. I believe was a strictly a doctor and he had these sort of things happening to him. And through his mindset of like, I'm a scientist, I'm going to figure out how to do this or doctor or whatever. I'm going to figure out why this is happening. He went deep and started studying um, astral projection in the sixties. I believe he was ostracized for it. And like, was called a whack nice surprise. For it. Yeah. But uh, you know, he, he went deep into the whys and how's and the what's of it. And that's what these tapes are. They're like, his scientific ways to get you into that state and like um you know the first couple series of it is like he just takes you through step by step of like visualization practices and like trying to get yourself out of this and there's like frequencies playing that help you get you in that um scientific like uh theta waves or
0: yeah i think it's it's theta. theta waves yeah so
1: there's all these different these different um
0: brain activity way brain
1: like and this is like pure science not not the quote-unquote woo-woo um like there's all these different states of the brain alpha beta theta fuck I don't know I'm not a scientist and I'm not that uh well versed in that to to speak on it past that but essentially astral projection is when you leave your body and usually it happens in a meditative state I have personally have only experienced the like feelings of vibrations Mm -hmm. where you're starting to leave your body and I haven't consciously gone past that um i've been excited about astral projection for a very long time i don't remember where it first came up it's like mm. same with a lot of occult things it's just i've always been intrigued in the weird and the magic and the tarot and all the strange things yeah. that most people just disregard As uh, i think it's
0: like memory recall i don't know whether it's past life yeah or- no
1: i mean that that uh, i mean it could be that it could be that's why I can't remember when it started because this is my tenth incarnation in existence. Yeah, and like
0: Blade off with your tape, you know? Yeah. <laughs> just,
1: yeah. Like I think we we come into these meat suits, as I like to call it, as a yeah. soul, and everything is wiped, and you need to start over and relearn everything, and you reconnect to yourself. And it's it's each each round is like um just more reconnecting until then you get to be reincarnated without that memory wipe. And that's when you meet the masters and that's when you see the people that are, are, are great. Um,
0: yeah. And they're good old great influence and,
1: influencers in, in, in humanity, you know?
0: So if you could astral project anywhere, do you have a, like, do you, would you just want to experience it like in your room to start with, or would you like to go interdimensionally? Like, do you, cause I'm just wondering whether it's like your would, subconscious any and component. all
1: of it. I think any and all of it, let's go. Yeah, uh, I'm down. I'm, I'm not, I'm a very open-minded person and I'm not someone that would shy away from any of those experiences. Yeah. Um, backwards, forwards, in time, like I said, it's a construct. So you could technically, I guess you could a go into the
0: field, isn't it really? So,
1: yeah. So I, I mean, I, I would, I would do, I would love any of that. And I, I've those tapes that I sent you, I've gotten pretty fairly far. Um, the only issue is like, especially this last year, well, since, since March, 2020, I've legitimately been working like, an eight to whenever the fuck I want to stop design job uh so I just I have time for like my normal transcendental meditation yeah to like reconnect to this tether of reality and then I haven't had as much time as I would like to go further and deeper into those tapes but this talk is reminding me that I need to do that
0: yeah and I think all in timing you know I always I really there's no rush there's no rush yeah. exactly it will synchronistically happen when it's meant to i guess mm-hmm. the reason why i wanted to <clears throat> excuse me bring up
1: it's all good it's late for you
0: it is late for me i was giggling because it's a super full moon and we we're talking it's midnight i was like "Woo, set the scene um was it
1: I... full moon yesterday though right yeah. or was it today for you
0: well i think it's no because we're ahead i'm technically from the future so i was like astral projected into the future really yes. in time through zoom aren't i um I guess the reason why I wanted to bring up astral projection is it's just to me it's just one of the many amazing sort of facets of the the mind and sort of tapping into all these tools that we have to help kind of one understand who we are you know I think if you're a curious person and you want to explore things I think there's so many things there that can help and you said that you're into some other Sort of esoteric things. What other things are you sort of interested or, or dabble in? If you want to share,
1: I mean, where do I start? I think, like I said, there's there's so much to this existence that is initially shunned or made whatever our you know Western mindsets are made to believe that it's not real. But like magic, fully exists in this world, uh, usually with a K at the end. That so it's not like pulling rabbits out of hats. Uh, so you know i I believe in that, and I believe that is a thing that that can be achieved and it's more like magic in the West is what yoga is in the East, more or less it's that path yeah. towards enlightenment that everyone is trying to do in various forms and various reasons, and it's all like I'm reading a book called High Magic by um Damien Eccles right now that's all about like it's essentially energy work, but within the form of ritual magics, you know, where you go and you do breath work and visualization uh, with the sun and the moon, for instance, that's like an early step in it. And you just, you know, you breathe in for four seconds, you hold it for four seconds, you breathe out for four seconds, you hold it out for four seconds, simple breathwork,
0: yeah. but you, yeah.
1: but you combine that with visualization. So when you're breathing in, you're imagining like the sun's golden rays, when you're holding it in, you imagine those rays going through your body and you feel the heat of it on your skin. When you breathe out, you push that out from your body into your, which is actual fact and not just hippie, hippie, weird shit. Your auric field, your aura, your
0: aura field it. that goes around you Yeah.
1: yeah. and you fill your, your aura with that golden light and then you start over, right? So that's something that I've been doing and it's very fucking powerful and it makes you feel when you when you breathe in those the powers of the sun like that the sun is all about like you know that spark creativity excitement you get you feel like a better version of yourself you feel like if you were going to do great physical activity you could do more of it if you feel like it just recharges you a lot more if any you know if i had to be here and speak with you or anyone like i'll, I'll do that before and i just feel like there's more energy to be had yeah. on the flip side of that towards the end of the day i'll do the same thing with the moon and that connects you more to like you know, the mind, the psychic, um, all of that sort of like calming sort of powers. You have to have the balance. You have to have the, the light and the dark and as above, so below and all that sort of stuff. Hmm. Um, and so I do that and there's like, uh, you know, I, it's a, uh, same with those tapes that we discussed with astral projection. It's like a, it's a step-by-step process of you need to build the foundations as with anything. Like if I was going to lift weights right now and I want to be a pro bodybuilder I'm not going to just squat 600 pounds right away like you got to build up to that right yeah and so the same way in in the energetic state like you can't just dive into the most complex ritual with all these sort of things so I'm, I'm kind of I'm building my way up in that and it has that spark for me it has that excitement for me like I've loved everything weird and magical my entire fucking life and reading finding that book is one of those things too that just is that that's the most recent spark for me so it's uh you know i've spent a lot of years researching and understanding magic and astral projection and spirituality and all these different teachers and all that shit and all i'm really learning is that it's already all inside me
0: yeah it's it's (laughs) you know and yeah mine mine erupted out of me i think you know a lot of people say you know disbelievers kind of sometimes crack open the hardest you know or like our lesson kind of and mine happened through both my parents passing like quite severe grief and it was interesting just before you touched on sort of this preparation that you're doing I I didn't realize what I was doing at the time but I was like you said I was kind of intuitively guided to eradicate things from my diet like really become this kind of clean vessel And Mm -hmm. then I kind of sort of surpassed like huge kind of, I guess, maybe karmic grief or whatever I was clearing was very dense, maybe a dark night of the soul, maybe like my very first kind of one of that, which was brutal and lots of heavy kind of suicidal kind of thoughts, not knowing, just thinking I was suffering mental health sort of situations. And then once I kind of got cleaner and cleaner and cleaner, I started this, I mean, it it sounds a bit strange to talk about i don't know whether i'll keep it in but uh this language it's called light language it started to come out of me which you know thousands of people speak it but basically it's like a channeled language and when it happened to me i couldn't stop and i was really quite concerned that i was having like Neither. some type of yeah some type of mental breakdown but i realized that for a long time i was kind of listening to i had a meditation teacher that did it but she didn't formally express what it was and then i went to sedona and i met you know like you said I, I kept following those kind of intuitive hits mm-hmm. that i got and met people who that obviously kind of was something that came out of me and now it's kind of there all the time um, that's wild that's really cool it yeah, doesn't was, sound weird
1: to me and yeah, maybe when to we're a listener there, it might but this is this is could be one of those moments where it's a seed planted and they might think it's weird now but then 10 years from now something'll click to them they'll be like oh fuck i heard this in that podcast wait yeah what well, is this? You know?
0: I was like, well, and I have like, I've had past life regressions and things too. And I've always had that, you know, being burned at the stake for speaking in tongues or speaking my truth. And I was like, oh, well, I, it's just another language that I'm doing, like in this incarnation, which is, I mean, it was really interesting for me as someone who was very skeptical to kind of do that as opposed to you who's kind of been living it, meditating, you know, for like, as you said, over half your life. So it's, well, I mean, it doesn't,
1: that doesn't, I was alone in all of this.
0: Yeah. for a very long
1: till I'd say about 2013 yeah. that I start meeting people that like I could actually have this conversation with I just thought yeah. like it was me and I was weird and I was into those things and nobody else was and you know I lived through a lot of ridicule and judgment and, and like yeah
0: it's terrible
1: I, I, I think I hid myself for a very long time too in the way like I've only even in the last like six months to a year even started talking about most of these things on a yeah. on podcast
0: what I'd love so. to link back to mental health too is it's like stigma you know stigma around topics like this like even me talking about it now I'm hesitating about it because I think oh who's going to listen to it what am I yeah judgment is
1: a huge thing that we have to we have to get the fuck over because there's no benefit to it fear of judgment
0: and it's like we're so accepting it or getting more accepting of mental health it's like but there are so many other topics not just spirituality obviously sexuality and gender is a huge topic as Mm -hmm. well where we still need to do a lot more work in sort of staying in our heart space so I guess one of my little messages that I write to myself every day is like what would love do like what would love do I'm not overly religious so I try to focus on like love as a, a force or an energy that I try yeah. to work with and so I think if it's it's not all fine, the same
1: force that every religion is connected to they've just exactly. discerned it in their own way
0: exactly it's all the same like,
1: thing it's all the source it's all, all whatever you want to call it us. yeah
0: yeah we're all connected so I really um enjoy talking about that because I feel like a lot of people who do have a lot of mental health maybe they're just not understanding the energetics of their body necessarily you know like mm-hmm. sort of in a metaphysical sense as well so and through, not even mental health
1: physical health is, a, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a, like you were saying switching your diet and you were called to do that like a lot of people don't get that till the cancer manifests itself but they don't realize that it was you know that they haven't been able to forgive themselves or someone else or like it's your mind is so fucking powerful you have to connect to those sort of things. It all stems from there. It all stems from how you perceive this existence and how you you yeah. translate it.
0: What did someone say to me once? I met this amazing teacher, and they said, "You know, you know, your words are so powerful. Why do you think it's called spelling and spells? You know, because we're we're speaking it and we're invoking it." And I was like, "That's a good way to think of it." Yeah, absolutely. And I just it stuck with me for such a long time. I was like, "Whatever you're speaking is." the energy attached and associated behind it for sure
1: it's that's 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 very true and that's very powerful i i learned a lot more about that from my wife who's german and i learned that we as english speakers um i can't attest to your version of an english speaker but for for as americans like we just kind of like when We're talking about a situation we like loosely connect all these thoughts and feelings and tones and blah blah blah, and there's like the painting these pictures of the clouds, and it's just but in Germany, they're like very precise and very like this means that done. And so, like, I've learned a lot more about how to be more precise with my words and more thoughtful mm. to mean exactly what I mean when I say it. It's still something that I've you know, I've had more. Yeah time of my existence not doing that than doing that but it's it's a really good lesson that i've learned from her amongst many other lessons she's a wonderful human being and fully on the level of all this conversation we're doing she actually yeah. projected a few months ago as well as she sees spirits and she she's she's yeah. she's, she's wonderful
0: I, and i think that's you know there's so many they, they call them the clear senses you know like clear cognizance is what i get like mental kind of downloads i don't clairvoyant like i don't see i don't i've sometimes see auras and colors and things but um cool. Yeah, so she has clear audience for sure. Yeah, so she, I've, that has scared the shit out of me. I did hear once at a friend's house, someone whisper in my ear, and recently I've had someone else's uh, loved one that's passed over just constantly. It's kind of terrifying. So I think if anyone is listening, you know, like it's okay to kind of be a little bit like, oh, this is confronting and this is a little bit scary, but there's definitely people out there that you can talk to about it. And I always say, until it happens to you. Like I think that's the hardest lesson I had to learn because I was very dismissive and very skeptical of other people, and then it happened to me, and then I went yeah. through exactly what I had put other people through. So that was a very humbling experience. Yeah, for me now. To I've only aware. ever
1: had. I've only. I would love to have a more clear audience, and I've kind of meditated on that. And uh, have you asked <laughs> when I say meditated, <laughs> when I say when I say meditated on that, what I what I mean by that is like, I think about a lot of meditation, and I open my try to open myself up to that as a possibility because. We all have all of these things as a possibility. We just don't think they're real. And we stopped ourselves from allowing it.
0: And we blocked um, it again. And, yeah.
1: Yeah. And so I think, I mean, about I don't remember how long it was. In the last year, we were standing in the kitchen here and we live in the house my grandfather built uh, in 1937. And we were in the kitchen and I heard a woman's voice. My, my wife and I were in the kitchen and I heard a woman's voice say, hi, Ruth. And I did like a, a what? <laughs> did you hear that? And she's like, yeah, I heard it. I was afraid to say anything because I know you don't normally hear these things. I'm like, I just heard that. And that was the first time I've ever like actually heard it. And Ruth is the name of not this family's house who built that, but my dad's side. Wow. my grandmother on my dad's side, which is interesting because right before that, like a few weeks before that, I was in California with my sister and we were talking a lot about how these two families like, my mom and my dad's family didn't really get along. It was like city mouse, country mouse type thing. You know what I mean? And it was interesting to be in the house of my grandmother and grandfather on my mom's side and hear them say the name "Hi Ruth" of my father's side. And I think it was more of like a letting me know it's all fine now type shit, you know what I mean? Which is really, really cool.
0: Yeah. That is super cool. I love it. I think I I want
1: more of that. I want, I I'm all, I'm all in for that sort of stuff. I don't, You know I don't usually see, I don't usually hear, I'll feel it, like I'll know it's there.
0: Okay. Yeah. But so I don't usually have like any yeah. sort of
1: yeah, I get all of that. And I can yeah. like confirm that what my wife is seeing is actually there. Paradox. Yeah, we definitely we definitely help each other in many ways. Yeah. And that in that facet in others. So
0: uh maybe just to wrap up a little bit, are there any books that you would recommend to people who are kind of curious about these topics? Maybe as like a little entry point or just um, a or even just for entertainment's sake, if you're not really buying into it yet or you don't believe in it, maybe you could just read uh, it. <laughs>
1: yes, I do. Let me let me look this up. Yeah, Journeys Out of the Body is an astral projection book by Robert Monroe. It's what I was talking about earlier where he like, I started having this and then I did this and then I did this and then I did this. And it just very scientifically breaks down what mm. his journey was. Um, so that was a good one if you're interested in astral projection. If you're interested in... The Energetic Ways of the Universe, uh, but through the lens of like a cheesy Jan Brown style action novel. There's a book that I read in like, I think, 2018-ish era called The Celestine Prophecies. And it's like uh, this dude gets called to go to Peru and then goes there and they're like finding all these different it's a great
0: book and movie, too, remember. as well.
1: Yeah. I, di- I didn't see the movie, but uh, it's a bit it's cheesy. A fantastic too. It's fantastic it? book. I, I, that's why I didn't, I didn't want to ruin what I had in my brain. But uh, <laughs> it goes through these different steps of like coincidences aren't coincidences. And then you kind of unravel like how to energetically connect when you're talking to someone and with someone and, and how the ways of the world. And it's really, really interesting. And it, like I said, it's very cheesy, but easily digestible. But yeah. the information there is very real. And then if you're, you want something more actual real in this, based in this reality, I would do the high magic book. If that magic world uh, it's magic with a K by Damian Eccles. high magic, with a K, uh, not it's, it's not with a K like spelled out. It's just high magic. There's a K at the end of magic. Um, I'm really, really, really liking that book. And it's, it gets like deeply into the hows and whys of what you do in like, ritual magic so it's really it's really interesting and it's like it's the most easily digested way I've ever seen it I think the book just came out a couple years ago so I highly suggest that to anyone curious about that um you
0: discuss this stuff with like the your band members or has that not been yes and
1: no uh not really they know I'm into this sort of weird shit but we don't really talk about that much Dan uh who you almost did the podcast with (laughs) yeah he 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 knows he knows law of attraction world he he, he's all about that yeah. And like the manifesting and law of attraction side of stuff. Yeah. I definitely don't talk to anyone about high magic and weird shit like that.
0: Well, much. here we are. We've just put it on a podcast for everyone to hear on our, our fun. No, videos. I'm
1: fine with that. I just yeah. and I'm not afraid to talk about it. It's just not like yeah naturally there. And I don't want to make people feel weird. I'm here if they want to talk about it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> anyone well, I think that's, that is, yeah, you know. I think that's important too. And just the same as mental health or spiritual or any topic that has that stigma attached to it it's good to have people who hold space for other people to you know just talk
1: yeah and say, i think hey. i agree and i think that's my that's kind of my goal in this existence is to like hold that space and uplift and inspire and help people find the best versions of themselves and that's yeah. what i enjoy doing
0: and i guess just to to wrap up you guys are touring around the us quite a lot aren't you
1: yes so, yeah. um we have a tour in november december Um, We will have some other shows in September that might be announced by the time this is released. Um, We will be going to Australia as soon as possible. Yay!
0: We can't let anyone in or out yet. Yeah, we can't go
1: yet, like, as everyone is aware. Um, But we, like, we 100% are going back when we can. I've already, like, been speaking with the promoters that we were there with in 2020. Got this tattoo in Australia and I need to fucking finish it.
0: You and Tool were the last band I saw before the world went into COVID land.
1: Nice. Uh, but again, Maynard got COVID in Australia on that tour.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Luckily yeah. we didn't, I was, uh, we were in Perth flying back to, I was, they were going home and I was going to the, the, to Noosa to get this tattoo done. And we were in the airport and the promoter was like, so Perth had its first COVID case last night. And I'm like, Cool. I was just in the circle pit with 300 people. Uh, fuck. Awesome. <laughs> you know what I mean?
0: Yeah. But
1: <laughs> we were all good. We were all healthy. So,
0: yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining me and for talking about some, some more interesting topics. And the album's great. So, if anyone hasn't listened to it, like,
1: thank you. Honestly. And thank you for creating a place where you can hold the space for these conversations to happen. So,
0: yeah. No, thank you. It's important. Yeah. Thanks so very much.